0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And gentlemen, welcome to a uh, very, very tough episode tonight of Game On here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host uh, Joshua Silverberg. Usually, I'm a little more uppity. We have the great intro, we do all that, but I just, I, I didn't feel like tonight would be uh, the moment to do that for sure, and. Get to everything that has gone on in this last week. Um, Something that has affected me a ton. And I actually wasn't going to do the show this week. Um, I actually was diagnosed with uh, COVID. Uh, Me and my whole family. My wife, my son. Everybody is doing very well now. We're all good. Uh, My son had a fever. Uh, His fever is no more. He's all back to his normal self. Same with myself and my wife. Before we get to everything that we want to get through tonight, you can check us out if you have an iPhone. Uh, download the great app. It's free uh, at WWSRN if you have an iPhone, Apple Store if you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store at, uh, at worldwidesportsradio.com. Uh, you check us out worldwidesportsradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, so much more. And I want to thank Speedy PD as well for being here with me uh, this evening and everything. Like that. I still got. Chills when I heard the ten bell salute, um, uh, and and that was when you saw the picture of a man that has been one of my favorite wrestlers and a part of my favorite tag team of all time. Uh, it was in Ring of Honor. He's better known as Jay Briscoe, the real name Jamin Pugh. Um, and on Tuesday evening. Uh, We got these very somber news, and I still can't believe it was real when I read it from confirming it from president of AEW and Ring of Honor, Tony Khan, uh, basically uh, um, confirming that uh, Jamin um, Pugh had passed away in a car accident, uh, basically. um, And I don't want to give misinformation, but from everything I read... uh, Jamin was taking both of his daughters, uh, Gracie and Jaylee, um, home from cheerleading practice when a car was going on the wrong side of the road and uh, Jamin uh, did not make it. Uh, The woman in the other car did not make it either. Um, Currently, uh, both, you know, Gracie, And Jaylee, Gracie, 12, Jaylee, I believe around six or seven. I don't want to say the wrong thing about how old they are, Um, are in very critical condition. They're doing okay right now. It's a very long road to recovery. And I, I, of course, I'm representing with the shirt tonight. Um, I want to send out my thoughts and prayers, my condolences to Jamin's entire family, uh, to his wife, Ashley, uh, his parents. Obviously, we all know Papa Briscoe. That are wrestling fans, Uh, his and of course to his brother Mark and their whole family. Uh, Mark and he were decorated of as of a tag team in the sport of professional wrestling. And I do want to give this update in regards to Ashley posted it this morning. It's a little long, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, Bear with me here. Currently, the girls are stable, but they both have very long roads to recovery. Gracie, who was 12 when she originally got into Nancy Cook Hospital. She couldn't feel anything from the waist down. She was diagnosed with a L2 dislocation and an L3, L4 fracture in her back with compression on her spinal cord. After Nanscope got her stabilized, they transferred her to another hospital, and she got feeling back in her thighs, but nothing lower than her knee. She was taken straight for an MRI and surgery on Wednesday morning around 3 a.m. The doctor was able to relieve the compression on the spinal cord. And surgery went as well as expected. When you have trauma to your spinal cord, it's a waning game. I can learn to that. My C5, C6, uh, I have a cage in my spinal cord in my neck. She has feeling in her thighs, but no moving as of yet. Gracie had tingling in her feet on and off today. Her progress will be day-to-day basis for months to come. She is bruised up pretty badly, but at the time, though, other injuries have been diagnosed. As far as Jaylee goes, she was diagnosed with an open tibia, and fracture in Antico- in Nanticoke Hospital, where she underwent surgery. They placed... An external fixator on her and sent her back to the hospital. She has been diagnosed with a C7 fracture in her neck and has been placed in a neck brace, which she will be for four, four to six weeks. She also has an L3 and L4 fracture in her back, which she can maybe manage with a back brace for about 12 weeks. She has a right clavicle fracture from the seatbelt as well as broken rib on the right side. She has a small left pneumothorax which is the air between the lung and the chest wall, not inside the lung. They're just monitoring that it's not large enough for intervention at this point, which is a blessing today. She was diagnosed with a perforated bowel with free fluid in her abdomen. She had some internal bleeding in her stomach area. They knew about it and they were watching it. And today they were able to pinpoint it and find out where it was. That surgery went awesome. That got in there and got the bleeding under control and got her on the men. She went to the OR for that today. They did bowel resection which means they took a little of it out. Nothing that is long-term effects. While she was down there, the orthopedics decided to do another wash out of her leg and some manipulation to the bones for better alignment. She still has the external fixator in place, and they place an NG tube down her nose to decompress her stomach. They will take it tomorrow. That will allow her to eat. Um, The girls are in a lot of pain. but They're hoping for a good night's sleep. Um, So, uh, when you hear that it's um it's very tough to read and um I like to really share this as well. I donate it as well. It's called um give gives and go I'm gonna actually type this into speedy now and then speedy can post uh it on the uh, bottom uh as well. So they can be, you know, let me I just want to make sure I spell it correctly. Gives and go.com. It's Pure love. Okay. So um, I just sent it to Speedy. Um Speedy can post that on the bottom of the ticker as well. When I think of the Briscoes, um for those of you that remember me on um off the mat with, with uh Lyle and Alex, I always um said um that um and speedy if we could also have that throughout the entire show on the ticker that would be great for donation as well thank you so much i always used to argue this with alex and lyle and i used to see the briscoes are the best damn tag team on the planet hands down easy no debate you're a 13 time tag team champion now i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up like I said, I know I'm a little thrown off tonight, so bear with me. I want to give the accomplishments of the Briscoes and why it was so important and why they were as great of a tag team as they were. In combat Zone Wrestling, they were two-time tag team champions. He was with Mark. Extreme Rising, match of the year with Mark. versus BLK out, versus Los Dramaticos. Extreme Rising moment of the year with Mark. Briscoe debuted in the cage match against BLK and Los Fantascos. Full Impact Pro, tag team champion with Mark, Game Changer Wrestling three times with Mark, House of Glory, former tag team champion with Mark, Impact Wrestling with Mark, Jersey All-Pro Wrestling with the Insane Dragon, National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA won the Crockett Cup in 2022 with Mark, and New Japan was a former IWGP tag team champion with Mark. And won the never open weight six man tag team belts with Mark and Torriano twice. NWA Wildside Tag Team Championship. Mark, the Premier Wrestling Federation once United States Champion, and he won the tournament as well. Was ranked number seven on the top five hundred wrestlers in the PWI Pro Wrestling Illustrated in 2015. Pro Wrestling Noah GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion, tag team Championship. With Mark Pro Wrestling Unplugged Tag Team Champion. With Mark Real Championship Wrestling with Mark, and the tournament. Ring of Honor was a two-time world heavyweight champion. Was a 13-time tag team champion with Mark. Won the honor rumble. Ring of Honor year-end awards won seven times with CM Punk award with Mark. Tag team champion with Mark. Feud of the year versus Kevin Cena and El Generico with Mark. Tag team of the year in 2019 with Mark. Feud of the year versus G.O.D. 2019. Tag team of the decade in 2010s with Mark. Tag team of the year in 2021 with Mark. Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Squared Circle, two time CW Tag Team Champion with Mark, USA Extreme Wrestling with Mark, and a Tad Team of the Year in 2007 and a Wrestling Observer with Mark Briscoe. What that tells me is this guy was a legend in this business. And you dive deep into what Jay Briscoe did for this business. Now, I know, obviously, early on, you know, said some things about like the gay community and everything like that. And he was very young, naive. Um, He made amends for it. He made up for it. Guys like Effie and others came out and said he couldn't have been a nicer guy. You know, when you're young, you do silly things and you say, you know, silly things. And to me, Jay Briscoe was as real as it gets with the promos, as great of a wrestler as he was with Mark. I remember I got to see him twice. Once at G1 Supercard with Lyle at Madison Square Garden and once with Lyle at Hammerstein Ballroom in 2019 against G.O.D. at Manhattan Mayhem in a New York City street fight for the Ring of Honor tag team championships. And, um, you know, to me, when I look at this and like I said, if people don't want to listen to the wrestling part now, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, We're going to get to football a little bit later in the show. Do some baseball. We'll, we'll try to give out to some realism and everything like that. But this is something that Mark Briscoe was an originator in Ring of Honor when it first came out. I think what Tony Khan did giving him a tribute show at the end of the show was great. It's unfortunate that people at Warner Brothers did not and would not allow Tony Khan to give him a tribute show because of what happened years ago. But they'll let Dana White keep his slap show on, w, on WB. And they'll let What's-His-Name play The Flash, who breaks every law in the book, and they'll let him keep doing what they're doing, but they won't let them do a Jay Briscoe tribute because something that happened 20 years ago plus, 20-plus years ago. Yeah, that, that sounds hypocritical to me and about right. Um, but Jay Briscoe had many great moments. Jay Briscoe to win 13-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions is unheard of. And there's a video that came out of him with his daughter practicing during the pandemic. If you want to search it up, there's a video that came out of him with his daughter practicing a cheerleader routine. A cheerleading routine. Um, And everything you hear about Jamin is great father, great husband, unbelievable family man. Did everything for his family first. And he loved the wrestling business and he loved helping people. The wrestling community came out nonstop the other night. And they supported Jamin. And they gave love to him that he deserved. And this is something that, you know, it, it happened with Brody Lee a couple of years ago. It just happened so fast, you don't realize it. To me, I, I, I think the Briscoes are going to go down as one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And this is where, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to come out and support Mark. We need to give love to Mark. And we need to show him the love that he deserves. Because that Briscoe name needs to be carried on. And this has been uh, very hard for me the last few days to read all these statements. And one of the biggest things I will regret... Is I never got a chance to meet Jay Briscoe. And that's going to haunt me forever. And it's going to hurt me for a very long time. Lyle and Alex know how much I love those guys. I remember at Hammerstein Ballroom, everybody was cheering for G.O.D. Because they were ball club. I was one of the very few cheering for the Briscoes that night. They were unique. They were different. Their chicken farm in Sandy Fork, Delaware. To the great videos with the promos they did on YouTube where Jay mouthing off, cursing, and yelling while Marcus in the back saying rambling things and eating something it was funny and comical. And that's what made them special. But then you hear the outpour of guys like Adam Cole and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the Young Bucks and all of these people that have come out among many more Moose, Sammy Callahan, Bully Ray, Mickey James said it, CM Punk even came out and said something, how important that this man was to all these wrestlers' careers. You could try to replicate it, you're not, not, not going to duplicate it. You're not going to duplicate the Briscoes. You're not going to ever be able to do such a thing. They were as unique, as different, And as wild and as out there as they were, they gave their life, their blood, their sweat and their tears for this business. There will never be another tag team like them. They were the pioneers of Ring of Honor. They could have went somewhere else they chose to stay at home with Ring of Honor. And then Tony Khan brought Tony Khan, did everything he could. And even Nick Jackson came out in an interview recently of the Unbox and said, we did everything we could to get them on Ray AW. They just... Warner one WB would not let them do it, but don't let Dana White have his stupid show. No, he's out slapping his wife in public. That's nice. So, um, to me again, and the donation website is on the bottom. Uh, please support them as much as you possibly can. Cherish every moment of your life. Love everyone around you. Don't ever go to bed angry at someone. Hug and kiss your wife, your children, your parents, your grandparents, your siblings, your cousins, aunts, uncles, whatever, your friends, every day. And tell them you love them because you don't know when it's going to end. And for all this, I mean, they closed the school district down in their town. That's how important Jamin was to them. We're going to have some other conversations. Uh, we're going to talk a little World Baseball Classic, why we think those that are in it are going to affect those teams that are playing strange spring training. Speedy and I are going to do our NFL playoff pick. Speedy got me last week on one game because the Chargers Chargered, as they always do. Um, we'll do our buzzer beater. And, uh, we will power through. But like I said, you know, um, I'm forever grateful I got to see Jay Briscoe wrestle in pub in person. I will always cherish that. And the sad thing is, it was uh, when Jay passed away on Tuesday. It was Mark's birthday on Wednesday. His brother. And I know last year Mark and his wife were having issues with pregnancy and stuff like that, with COVID and stuff, and the baby made it and stuff. So they've been through a lot the last year or so. But just pray, pray for Ashley. Send your thoughts and prayers, condolences. You know, to uh, you know, send your thoughts and prayers to the whole pew family as well, um, and everything. Um, uh, you know, send send your thoughts. And prayers to Mark, to, to to Ashley, his wife, to Gracie, to Jaylee, to everybody. Please, keep them in your arms, for sure. Thank you, Jay Briscoe, for everything. And this doesn't even do it justice, these few minutes. But uh, I definitely need a breather. You could tell how I sound. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> when we come back, Speedy's going to join me, thank God. Um... And we're going to get into our football picks. Divisional round is this weekend. Is Speedy going to pick the Giants? Will he do it? That and so much more. We're going to continue with Jay Briscoe Tributes as well. Throughout the show, you'll hear it every time we come back. This is Game On here on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. It is the World Wide Sports Radio Network. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here on Game On on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. A little theme music of the Riscos right there. Uh, thank you so much to the fans for letting me do that part. Uh, tuning in for sure and everything of that nature. And uh, Reach for the Sky, awesome song. You know, so uh, everything like that. You can dim it down now, Speedy. And, uh, If you'd like to uh, come on in now. My ears have popped now with the headset on. This sucks. (laughs) The sky's the limit
1: for the headphones? Is that what you're saying?
0: Oh, man. Well, first off, I want want to apologize to you for uh, giving you so many different things to do this week with this show. This show... Um, and everything like that. And I do like
1: that song, though. That, that, that it's, a, it's a very uh, it's a great be, it's, it's a it's great a, guitar. It's a great guitar.
0: Oh, it's it's fantastic. And and I'm sorry to the fans for getting a little. I'm sure Speedy, you heard it. I got a little emotional talking oh, about course, Jay yeah. there and everything like that. The guy meant. So much to me as a wrestling fan. Speedy, you remember how much I used to talk about them yeah. on Off the Mat. I, again, I told um, you
1: off-air. It was one of the few wrestlers I actually remember the name of because you brought it up yeah. a lot on your show between Jay Briscoe himself and the Briscoe Brothers.
0: Yeah, I mean it was just – I tried so hard to get them on the show as well, and it just never followed through. Um, and again, as I said, my biggest regret and, – and I told – Melissa, this the other night, my wife. I said to her, I, I was sitting in bed with her, and I said, You know, one of my biggest regrets, and I said it earlier, is going to be that I am going to live with this, and that's never getting the chance to meet Jay. Yeah. And it's going to suck and it's going to hurt and haunt me forever. And I hope I can meet Mark someday. Um, and just tell Mark how much his brother meant to me as a wrestling fan. As, as, as just, as go, you want comedy, go watch their promos with Papa Briscoe. It's just, with, his, with their dad, it, it's, it's so funny with some of them. And then go watch that video of Jay during the pandemic, doing the cheerleader routine with his daughter in the house. That's being a dad and that's being a real dad. And that's why I cherish every moment I have with Caleb every day, because you don't know when things can change at any point. At any moment, at any time. Um, and again, if you could donate as well to com slash uh anything helps. They've already reached their goal. Speedy, I, I know, I'm sure you heard what I was reading about his daughters and what mm-hmm. they're going through. Yeah. And it was long. And a a, a, a 12-year-old, and an 8-year-old or a 6-year-old, I don't know how old she is should not be having to go through stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Losing their father and now having their life completely flipped upside down, both physically and mentally. And it's going to be a long road of recovery for them. And it's just really unfortunate when anyway, everything like that. But again, I don't want the whole show to be somber. It's not what I'm here to do. Um, it's also my nose. Uh, I sound like garbage. You know, when you have COVID speed, you know this, mm-hmm. you, you know, you sound like crap. Uh, but but uh, we're going to power through it, and we're going to get to our football pick. So, Speedy, uh, I believe you have the records of both of us. Speedy is leading it yep. right uh, now. I,
1: the, like you said before the break, the only the only one that was a disagreement last week was the Chargers at the Jaguars, and they had a nice 27-0 lead, the Chargers. Uh. And... Then they showed everybody why I always call them the least clutch team in football. So I, they so found a I great at, new way to lose.
0: I, I was at, um, you no, know, I, I, I was at, I was in the city last week with my wife. Um, we were out for, um, went to a nice steakhouse, so Uncle Jack's steakhouse. Shout, shout out to them.
1: Yeah. You guys went to see uh, Phantom of the Opera. It was went to see Phantom of the Opera.
0: Yeah. Cause it's closing. It's my favorite Broadway show. For those that don't know, I do love Broadway. And I texted Speedy during intermission. And I said to Speedy, I said, huh, good thing I picked the Chargers now. And Speedy goes, Ooh. yeah, Lawrence doesn't look so good. No, and I horrible. said, yeah, well, you know, I said, yeah, I mean, maybe it was good. And the show's over. And I think the score was like twenty.
1: 20- it was 27 nothing at halftime.
0: At halftime. And then when the show was over, I believe it was the. If I must, say, I think it was.
1: It was 30 to 20 at the end of the. I think the start of the fourth quarter. Yes. So I don't know when And that's when I show. saw okay. it.
0: And Jackson had the ball. And I went, oh my God. I said, the Chargers are going to lose this game. Yep. It's it's so typical. And I bet you remember I wasn't confident in picking the Chargers. I know. I, w- I was not. That was the team I was. Them and Minnesota were the two teams I was least confident in Oh, well, yeah. Those and were I, the
1: two expected. like... I should have games. stuck with the
0: Giants. I had the Giants all week. And then I flipped it on Friday and I said, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with Minnesota. What a mistake that was. It's never happening again. Um, but let's get to our let's get to our picks for this week. So it's to be fun to play the music. Mm-hmm. And we will get to our picks this week. And we'll start with the first game this week, and that is Kansas City and Jacksonville. I would say probably the least exciting game on the schedule. Um, due to I guess with how you know, separate the teams are in talent and stuff like that. But let's not discount how good Jacksonville is playing. They're playing on a whole other level right now. And they look like garbage two weeks ago against Tennessee. They're lucky they won that game. And to come back from 27-0. To win that game, this is gravy for the Jaguars. This is, this is, this is, they have no pressure on them in this game. The Chiefs have all the pressure on them in this game. Because the Chiefs people are expected to get to the Super Bowl or at least get to the AFC Championship game. And this is house money for the Jaguars. Kudos to the Jaguars. A ton of credit to them. This is not the Los Angeles Chargers you're playing. You're in Kansas City. You're facing Patrick Mahomes with a week off in between. They get the bye.
1: Chiefs are favored uh, by nine.
0: So the Chiefs are favored by nine. So that's, how, that's what Vegas thinks. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I don't know if I want to take the over. Oh, man. I'll stick with the money line on this one. I mean, it could be an over. It could be a drubbing. I, I It's going to be interesting. I want to see how Lawrence performs on the road. Listen, if Lawrence throws three or four interceptions in the first quarter, he ain't coming back against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm sorry. That he's not doing. It's a different animal. But the Chiefs' defense is very sketchy. Let's not forget that. They've played well the last few weeks but I'm going
1: to go with the Chiefs in this one. All right. I think this is a very easy over. I love the over in this game because of the way the Chiefs' secondary depth is all very young all at once. They have two rookie defensive backs, McDuffie, who's played well, and Brian Cook, who's a second-round pick, but still – The Jags' receiving depth is still very good with the two Joneses. uh, Zay Jones, who I call the Chargers Slayer, who had a long touchdown last week against the Chargers. And Marvin Jones has been a good receiver for quite a while. And obviously still having Christian Kirk, who took a while for him to get going, but still I think is a good matchup advantage against the Chiefs because he can move around so much. Legarius Sneed is a good slot corner, so I think that'll help contain Zay Jones. But McDuffie... And, again, a lot of the other corner depth that they have is still not great. So I think that's an area Trevor Lawrence will be able to attack. The Chiefs' strength is stopping the run. But Jacksonville really hasn't run for a lot of volume since ETN's been hurt. He's coming back from injury but still hasn't run the ball great. He ran the ball in the third quarter, and I think that was a big key for the Jags' turnaround against the Chargers. They really stuck with the running game and not try to force everything on Lawrence after he threw four interceptions. That being said, I don't think they'll be able to run for a high volume, and that's going to make it hard to keep Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs off the field because the Jags' strength of their defense is also stopping the run and rushing the passer, too. But the Chiefs' offensive line, while Orlando Brown is down this year, is still a very good offensive line. So I don't know if they'll be able to get the consistent pressure like they did against the Chargers at the end of the game. So when you have that combined with their young secondary too, two, I think second year and rookie safeties, uh, a rookie uh, second year corner Tyson Campbell's played well, but still that's a lot of matchup advantages for the chiefs there. And the, the Chargers' leading receiver is Gerald Everett, 109 yards. So have fun with Travis Kelsey as well. So I do think the Jags keep it close. I do think the Jags cover. I like the over in this game, but I am going to take the Chiefs 34-28.
0: Okay. Wow, so you make it close. Okay. Yep. I do think it'll All be right. close.
1: Peterson and Reed, too, they know each other, so they're going to have yeah. their own.
0: No, that's fair. That's fair to say. I, w- I would agree with you on that. The next game, it's a game that I know piques your interest. Uh, you'll be on the edge of your seat for this game. It's very tough to beat a team three times in a year. We know that. And we've seen the Giants do this before. Uh, Philadelphia, the Eagles, who are contenders, and the Giants, who, just like the Jaguars, this is gravy for the, for the Giants. There's no pressure on the Giants in this game. None. Zero. There isn't. And I believe the line was 7.5? Yep. Okay, so... To me, it's interesting. Danny Dimes looked great last week. Now, that's a Minnesota defense that just fired their defensive coordinator. Um, God, Minnesota's defense was awful last week. But just no disrespect to the Giants offense, but again, it's... The, the Vikings defense was awful last week. Hurts is off the off the injured list. The shoulder clearly doesn't bother him anymore. He got a buy, He's Got time to fix it. You're going to have to cover A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith... They have a nice offensive line. If Lane Johnson, who is supposedly going to play, okay, their run defense is not great, Philly. Remember that. Their run defense is not great. Their pass defense is good, but Darius Slay. Their run defense has been iffy all season long. If the Giants have a shot in this game, Saquon's got to be Saquon, like he was last week. If he doesn't play well, they're not winning this game. You're asking a lot. I'm gonna take the Eagles in this one. It would not shock me if the Giants won. It would not. If the Giants get to the NFC Championship game in Brian Dambles' first year, throw him a parade down the Canyon of Heroes just for doing that. That's a miracle in itself with this roster. It's crazy. With this roster, they have no business being where they are. But here they are. And if they win this game, they're going to the NFC Championship game. And they have if they get to the NFC Championship game if you really want to play them. But I do think Philly is going to be too much for them in this game. I'm going to go with the Eagles.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely watch out Cowboys. If both the Giants and Cowboys win, I think the Giants will beat the Cowboys this time around. But...
0: Oh, the Cowboys will be the home team too.
1: Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Uh, uh, 2007 <laughs> all over again.
0: You can beat, you can beat him in j Road again.
1: <laughs> 2007 all over again. Where the. Uh, Who's going to
0: cry about who the quarterback is like T.O. did about Tony Romo? Is uh-huh. it going to be uh, CeeDee Lamb crying about Dak again saying that's my quarterback?
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> CeeDee C- Lamb will be crying about it, uh, plenty of other things. I mean, based on what Wick Martindale did to Justin Jefferson in the last game, which was very impressive. He had four catches on the first drive, and then only three the rest of the game, and they were all short. Just seven catches, 47 yards, and that's a big key. I actually like the matchup as well for them to be able to contain A.J. Brown, because one thing of what they did with Jefferson, the other thing, too, is Adoree Jackson was his former teammate in Tennessee. He knows him, so I think that'll, that familiarity so who's, well, who's will
0: help. who's containing Devontae Smith? That's
1: the one I'm worried about, because... The Giants have a lot of smaller corners that are more young, young guys. A rookie in Cordell Flott, who I think is a good slot corner, but still is very inexperienced. And uh, Fabian Moreau has been all right, but still.
0: And I, Hurts I, can move into pocket, Speedy. Hurts yeah, I like,
1: pocket. I like the matchup for Smith, though, because of his versatility. And then also Dallas Goddard, too, I think is a matchup advantage against the Giants. They play I think they played a lot of 7 DBs last week, but they're going to have to use a lot more three safety sets if they want to try to take him out and that's going to be very hard to do when you have to have faster guys to be able to contain Hertz running. Now, the outside rushers, if Ojalari is healthier than he was last week, which he should be, could contain Hertz on the outside running, but they also do a lot of QB draws with him and a lot of exotic inside running, and that's what I'm a little more concerned about because I don't think, while Dexter Lawrence has been fantastic this year and Leonard Williams had a great game against the Vikings, maybe his best game since his 2020 season, then the Eagles – Interior offensive line is still not as bad as, as what the Vi- is a lot better than what the Vikings are. Jason Kelsey's arguably – The Eagles
0: are better in every face of the ball the ball. Yeah, the, e- the, the
1: Eagles have arguably the best center in football with, with Jason Kelsey. Uh, so is a nice guard. And remember, last week for the Vikings, Garrett Bradbury was playing hurt, so he wasn't even playing at full strength. Strange
0: Johnson is back this week, too. Yeah. We'll see if, it, right. if he's full 100%.
1: Now, I do think the Giants' run defense, where it was really bad in the beginning of the season, has been a lot better the last month of the season, so I don't think their raw running game will be as good, but I do think Hurts' running is going to make a difference in this game. So, I like those matchups, and I agree with you on Smith. I think Smith is the guy that's going to have a big game, as well as Goddard. Now, on the Giants' offensive side, you're right. Saquon is going to have to pick it up, especially, I think, receiving,
0: too, because I... This is a bad run defense. He should be able to do well. It's,
1: it's a down-run defense for their standards, and the Eagles are more of a four-man rush team, a lot like the 49ers, so I think... Pass-catching running backs could be a blitz counter for them, and also Daniel Jones could be a blitz counter for them. But the problem is, I don't know if you're going to see the same level of, of success from somebody like Isaiah Hodgins matched up with James Bradbury. I mean,
0: every ball that was thrown to these guys last week, they caught.
1: Yeah, and also— Everything,
0: I don't, except I, the one Slated dropped.
1: Right. I also the
0: easiest one. Yeah,
1: I also don't know if they're going to have the same level of success on third down. The Vikings are an iffy third down, uh, are are an iffy third and long defense. They're actually a good third and short defense, but the Eagles are good on third down. Both. Do we know what the weather's
0: going to be there tomorrow?
1: Cold, but not. uh, I don't think there's any precipitation that I've heard. But yeah, that's the one thing I don't know if they're going to be able to do as effectively. I'm hoping they can get Daniel Bellinger more involved, but. I think that'll be hard. And also just the raw offensive line, too. But your interior played well last week. Will they be able to do it against Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis and all those guys? Limbaugh, Joseph, the dial kicks, too. That's a deep, deep.
0: Oh, just to let you know, they're getting a top ten draft pick this year as well. Oh, I know. So it's great. It's yeah, great. they are. So just I think The rich get richer.
1: Yeah, so I think that's going to be the hardest matchup for them on that interior offensive line, which will force Daniel Jones to be flushed out quicker a little more often. I do, do think he still runs a lot on the design runs, but that's really it. I do think the Giants keep it close. I do think they will cover, but I am ultimately going to take the Eagles. I think they hold it with field goals. We'll keep the game close for a while. But give me Philly. I'm going to say 23-17. to 17.
0: Okay. All right. Now let me ask you this before we get to the next game, which yep. is Buffalo-Cincinnati. Are you happy with the way the season is? Yeah. I was, I was
1: happy of them making the playoffs. I had them 6-11 I mean, at the start of the year. I mean, that's
0: the funny thing is that I see Giant fans on Twitter and stuff. They're saying, oh, they better win this game. I'm like, why did they have to win this game? This is gravy for them. They have, no. They're like the Jaguars. They have no pressure. The pressure's on the on the Eagles.
1: Oh, yeah. There's,
0: if, there's no pressure on the if Giants. The,
1: if, if, the, if the Giants do win this game, though, this is full-blown revenge for 2008, though. When the, Giants, when the Giants were the one seed and the Eagles were the six seed. The Eagles upset them on freaking David Akers ruining on a game-winning there, field goal, as there, always.
0: There is no pressure on the Giants in this game. None. This is gravy for them at this point. They were not even supposed to be here. So, to yeah. me, I'm going to take the Eagles. You're going to take the Eagles. All right, so the Sunday games. One of the more intriguing ones. I would say probably the more interesting one of the weekend. Cincinnati-Buffalo because... If, and I don't want to sound insensitive, so I'm going to watch what I say. I know Eric always says, just say what you're going to say, and whatever, but for here i got to think about it for a second. If the Bengals win that game on Monday night a couple weeks ago, the Bengals are hosting this game, not the Bills. The Bengals would be hosting uh, Buffalo this week. Instead, Cincinnati's got to travel to Orchard Park this week to play against Josh Allen and company. Damage on the offensive line for Cincinnati. A lot of damage on the offensive line for Cincinnati. We've seen it. Three, I believe their whole...
1: Three offensive linemen are out.
0: Are all out. But now the guys that are coming in were on their offensive line last year when they went to the Super Bowl. So they have experience with this. It's not the same. We've seen Joe Burrow play on the road in the playoffs. We've seen what he does on the road. Everybody said it last week. Oh, shit. Joe Burrow struggled against Baltimore last week. He struggled last year at home against um, what did they be in the first round last year?
1: Uh, the Raiders. But he got to go. He got it going in the second half. Though. Exactly. He struggled he, more against Tennessee.
0: <laughs> that was what it was. Yeah. And, and he got through it. I like where the Bengals are. In my eyes, I think the Bengals are a good matchup for this. God, Skylar Thompson almost went to Buffalo last weekend, almost beat the Buffalo Bills. That frightens the hell out of me it really does I don't like how Buffalo's defense has played I didn't like how their defense played last week um they were still giving up big yardage I know it's Hill they did well against Waddle they couldn't stop Hill
1: wait Waddle beat himself he had three drops (laughs)
0: exactly and Gusecki had a nice game too um Josh Allen I believe threw two or three interceptions two interceptions
1: and lost a fumble
0: Allen hasn't looked great and to me, that scares me a little bit. And if you're asking me to pick a pick game, am I going to pick Burrow or am I going to pick Allen? I think the record shows I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Because Joe Burrow went into the same building. Last, now it's because they didn't get the ball in overtime. Remember that. But it still happened. I think the Bengals are a scarier team right now. Because I think the Bengals know they were going to beat Buffalo a few weeks ago. I think it was in their mind they were going to because they were cruising. They were winning 7-3 and they were driving. And then the thing happened with DeMar and everything like that. I trust this Bengals team. I don't trust Josh Allen right now. Something's off with him. I really think he misses Brian Dable a ton. That's my eyes. He really does. There's a lot more turnovers from Allen this year than last year. And it's no coincidence that Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over that much anymore. Give me the Bengals in this one. And I believe the spread is five and Buffalo's, half. Favorite, Buffalo's favorite by five and a half. Give me the Bengals. Give me the under. Give me uh-huh. a three-point
1: game. All righty. So this is interesting because, like you said, there's three. That was a mouthful. <laughs> like you said, there's three offensive linemen that are, uh, that are out, including both starting tackles, Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins. Now, you're right. These guys do have scheme experience. And it's interesting. I remember
0: Speedy really quick. They didn't play well against New England two weeks ago either. They didn't play well against New England two weeks ago. And they didn't play well against Miami last week
1: either. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is, a lot of people are saying that if the Bills last year would have uh, would have beaten the Chiefs in overtime or whatever the whole coin toss controversy with all that, they would have been they would have gone to the Super Bowl. I actually don't think that with the Bengals. I think the Bengals actually matched up well with the Bills last year, with the way that the Bills secondary was decimated. Now, this year they got Tre'Davious White back, Micah Hyde. Is on the active roster. I don't think he's going to play this week. He's probably in line to play next week if they advance. Is and wor- I think
0: that's motivation for Cincinnati, by the way, because they're seeing that Buffalo's are selling tickets for that that uh, that neutral that neutral site game. They're seeing that Cincinnati's seeing that.
1: Well, I hope that I-, I hope that uh, it succeeds just as well as the 49ers invading the L.A. last year with all the red. That was right. great. The revenge of Ticketmaster when the Rams were trying to manipulate the whole process. Yeah, so. well, it still didn't work. It, well, I, it worked to get the fans there and create a, create a rivalry. Yeah, still yeah.
0: got the Fortnite fans there. But, yeah. uh, of course, uh,
1: <laughs> Joukowsky-Tart had to drop an interception, so that didn't help ideal. But going back to this game, I, I do think the Bills' pass rush, though, this year is a lot more developed than it, than it was last year. Last year, they really had a lot of trouble, especially off the edges rushing the passer. That's why I think the Bengals would have beaten the Bills in the AFC Championship game last year, too. Now, this year, since Von Miller's gotten hurt, their guys have still played better. Greg Rousseau has had a great year. Boogie Basham has been very underrated for this. on I love this Bills Boogie team. Basham. Yep, on the outside. And Matt Milano leads the league in tackles yep. for loss. And that's going to be, a, I think, a tougher matchup for the Bengals to get a more complete offense. You mentioned the coaching last week was not great with the Bills. I 100% agree. But it also wasn't great with the Bengals. I'm, I've been very skeptical of Zach Taylor as an offensive play caller, game-planning type guy. I'm questioning
0: Sean McDermott now.
1: I'm more questioning the assistance with him, not really as much McDermott. But –
0: but why does he never get blamed? Because McDermott always get a free play? I think
1: pass? I think the defensive... His
0: defense was the one that allowed the loss to Kansas City
1: last year. No, no, no. I, I get that. I think sometimes, though, with, with Zach Taylor, sometimes he trusts his talent a little too much, and he creates bad situations for Joe Burrow. And that has really hurt them at times this year at taking that offense to the next level. It's why it's been kind of inconsistent. Jamar Chase... He had a great rookie year. This year he's played well when he's been healthy, but it's still kind of inconsistent. Same kind of thing with T. Higgins. He was slow to start this season, got it going in the second half, and that's, a lot of that has to do with coaching. The other thing that hurts this year has been their red zone offense has not been as good because they haven't been able to run the ball as effectively. Well, they, right?
0: don't so, have, they, don't, they can't run it, and they lost to which yep.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think that'll hold that'll hold them to field goals just a little more. So I, that's why I'm I gonna slightly favor the Bills' offense just a little more, okay. just because I trust their consistency a little better. I like the way Dawson Knox has played the last couple of weeks, and I think that's a good matchup advantage for the uh, against the Bengals that had trouble. Are you trouble
0: telling with... me Eli Apple can't shut down Stephon Diggs?
1: Ah. Oh. <laughs> Now, I Now the question is, will he get more penalty yardage or will Stefan Diggs get more receiving yardage? That's that's, that's what we'll have to hope for. But I do like right. Dawson Knox as a matchup advantage, though, too, because of the way Mark Andrews played last week. I think they could exploit those kinds of things. They love to spread him outside. Uh, I think this, the quicker slot receivers as well could be a very interesting matchup as well, whether it's Shakir. If they activate Isaiah McKenzie, it will be another interesting one. Because I don't think both teams are going to be able to run the ball very well in this game. The Bengals have had trouble with it all year, but they have a great job stopping the run. But I just trust the Bills' offensive line a little more healthier, and I trust their uh, I trust their red zone offense just a little more. And I don't think you're going to see Josh Allen turn the ball over as recklessly like he did last week. I think he will learn from that. So with that, I'm going to take the Bills' mm. close game, 27-23. Okay.
0: Okay. That's fair. All right. And then the last game, which I think the Cowboys got completely screwed on the scheduling because they had to play Monday. San Francisco got to play Saturday. Therefore, the Niners had two extra days. The NFL didn't realize that when they were doing this. Oops. Uh, again, went to, it goes back to the last week when I questioned their scheduling it, tactics. It'll give
1: Cowboys fans something else to blame when they lose. Well,
0: you know, I mean, look, I believe the line on the 49ers-Cowboys game is... It's four. Four. Okay. Uh, listen, it was impressive what Dallas said on Monday. They completely just decimated Tom Brady. That was one of the worst I've ever seen Tom Brady look. Um, I was shocked just watching how bad he was when it was 6 nothing, uh, and they're in the red zone, and he throws an interception, and I was like, oh, you know... Uh, I hope their kicker, Mayer, knows how to kick an extra point this week because that's not going to fly with the 49ers. If they even get touchdowns. Exactly. I don't think Dallas is going to have that success. They face an 8-9 Tampa team. Look, that's the worst division in football this year, the NFC South. It was. Tampa's not that good they're not going to Dak is not going to do what he did against the 49ers, against the Bucks against the Warriors this week. Now if he does and he does it again this week against the Warriors, they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't care. Then they'll go. Then I believe they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't believe they're going to win this game. I think San Francisco's defense is going to be too much. I think they have they they have a perfect spread. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is a very good defensive coordinator. We keep constantly saying that, right, about 49ers defensive coordinators. They're great, right? They're awesome. Too many weapons in this game. Dak's going to be under duress a lot. I think it's going to throw him off at some point. they got to travel to the West Coast. They're on a short week. I think the matchup is perfect. We saw in the first game against Seattle, Purdy was a little off, right? Probably nerves, anxious, Everything flew. Then they got together. It went from 17-all to 41-17 in a matter of five seconds. Didn't take long. And I remember everybody was saying, oh, Seattle's keeping it close. And I kept saying, give it time. And then that time happened. And to me, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I think they're the ones that are going to the Super Bowl. So to me, I am going to go put the 49ers in this game.
1: All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Marilyn Silverberg, uh, 49ers being California.
0: Yeah, that would be my mom talking. What uh, would that fan. be? You knew, well, you, well you, you know she's a 49er fan, so you know that's why she's a little biased. Uh-huh. But that's okay.
1: Oh, uh, so I, I, guess, uh, I guess for the last 10 years, when it comes to these, uh, these playoff games, uh, your dad has had to not watch with her being a Packers fan.
0: Yeah, because my dad always expects that when the Packers play the Four ers the Packers are gonna get their ass kicked. Oh, and that's four. always the news that he gets. <laughs> yeah. And he knows it. He says that, and it would have happened this year if they made the playoffs. Oh, before. of course. And they would have played. <laughs> this would have been the in worst in of them. I think this would around. have been
1: the biggest blowout.
0: <laughs> and, and and they lose to them every freaking year. Yep.
1: And I think this would have been the biggest blow, even bigger than 2012 with the whole Colin Kaepernick 181 oh, yard Kaepernick
0: game. Oh, Kaepernick was is still running outside the stadium from those from those missed tackles by Green Bay defense. Uh
1: huh. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm I, I like the 49ers for a couple reasons. I think that Cowboys secondary, while well, it did prove a lot against the Buccaneers uh, receiving core, Brady didn't have a lot of time to throw the ball. I don't think you're going to have the same kind of issues the buccaneers offensive line has been they des- it was decimated in the offseason with a couple offseason losses. Ryan Jensen was playing on a torn PCL, torn MCL, shoulder issue. Like he had a couple bad snaps that were definitely notable. You could tell he was just playing through every pain imaginable in that game. That's not going to happen with this Niners offensive line. Now, again, their their interior offensive line. This is
0: also the best team speedy that he's playing Purdy. That's fair. The best team he's gonna play.
1: Now now again, I don't think Brock Purdy's gonna have this insane statistical game either. I, I think he's going to make some some key throws. Like I was saying with the Bengals, red zone defense, I think Dallas will keep him to field goals a lot of the time to keep this game close for a while. But I do think The Niners have two match advantages with the secondary depth. And Dorance Armstrong was, I thought, going to be an X-factor for Dallas on the interior, but he left the game twice in in that Buccaneers game. So how healthy will he be? And we'll be able to get the interior rush the same way they can get the outside rush with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Now, here's the other one, I think, too. Kyle Shanahan loves to use George Kittle as a blocker. Don't be surprised if he uses him a lot to chip Micah Parsons and design rollouts for Purdy. You see, you saw him a lot throw to the left and the right in this game. Not necessarily rollout plays like a Just remember lights. the
0: offensive lines are very different between Tampa's and San Francisco's. Yeah,
1: of course. Very different. And the Niners' tackles are really strong, too. So well, I Trent could-
0: Williams is going to be on top of Parsons. Oh, yeah.
1: But yeah. I – but I also say I also think don't be surprised if uh, if Kittle is used as a blocker in this yeah, game Yeah, no, I as can well. see him chip blocking. Yep, because he does that a lot in the playoffs. Yes, he really ha- he really hasn't had any big receiving games in the playoffs. He's really been all blocking games in the playoffs for him. Here's another name to watch too: is Jawan Jennings, a guy that could stretch the field. The Cowboys, outside of Trayvon Diggs, since Anthony Brown's gotten hurt, have had a lot of trouble with big plays on that second corner spot. Whether it's Kelvin Joseph or Jordan Lewis, whoever they put over there, I like Jawan Jennings and I like Brandon Ayuk to run some deeper routes too. I think I think the Cowboys will be able to k- shut down Debo because he's more of a yards after the catch guy, and I think their linebackers could do that. But I think Debo running could be interesting, and McCaffrey receiving could be interesting. I think there's just too much versatility in the well. it's, it's too much. I love Ayuk's I, I, I route running. It's, it's too much. And you saw in certain stretches at the end, in the second half of the season, him get a lot better with his deep oh, running yeah. too. So it's, I think, it's
0: too much. There's too much for Dallas to cover. So I think those
1: game. are the two matchups I like for that. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the Niners allow 80 yards per game on the ground. That's going to be very hard for Pollard to get going. Zeke was horrible last week at 27 yards on 13 carries. And that was
0: against the Buccaneers' defense, which is garbage.
1: Yep. So I like I like that, and I, at Pollard receiving I think will still do well, and I think Michael Gallup receiving still could do well, but I don't really like any of the other advantages. CD Lamb on Travaris Ward I don't know if I think that'll cancel out in a sense. And you're right, Dak Prescott's been kind of inconsistent. And I think this is a game where he's a little more turnover prone. I think they will start very slow in this game. A big letdown after the win, like you're saying, a short week. So I think they're going to have a hard time coming back in this game. And by the way, Brett Maher will miss a field goal.
0: Ah, there we go. So give me, the,
1: right. give me the San Francisco 49ers, 30 to 20. Well, and by the way, uh, before, before you get to that, uh, we, you, we do have a caller. Uh, uh, we got Kenny on the line.
0: Oh, Okay.
2: Wow. Kenny. What's going on, Kenny? I, I like uh, shows with Mr. Uh, Speedy.
0: Yes. Oh. Well, you know, he's They're as entertaining right. as it gets. I'll be coming to the network.
1: He says he'll be coming to the network. Yes. Kenny's show was on a trial run last week.
0: Kenny's
2: show was on a trial run. He's yep, coming
0: to the, and the and network
2: uh, now? And yep. I made a little Facebook message asking for anybody that likes sports. They want to, uh,
0: they own a business. Right. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Kenny. We actually, we got to run and right gonna now. I'm going to tell
2: people on there if you own a business, uh,
0: call Arrow on break. That's right. No. Okay. <laughs> 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 thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it. All right, Kenny. Kenny. We get, we
1: Hold have, on. Hold on. Let me just ask. Uh, Kenny, what's your score pick for the Giants? I,
2: I think, uh, the, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to beat the 49ers. 49ers look too good.
1: All right. Uh, quickly, Kenny, before we let you go, what's your score pick for the Giants?
2: Uh... I would say I think if the Giants win, they're probably just going to win by touchdown. I mean, a field goal. Uh, If they lose, it's probably going to be like by touchdown.
1: All right, so close game. You have them
0: by a touchdown. All right, all right, all right. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate it. They still could
2: win. Errol pointed this out also.
0: No, well, Errol's a genius sometimes.
2: But that all comes down to Mr. Hurts' day. If he's having a bad day and he only plays like 60%, then they'll win.
1: Mm-hmm. No,
2: that's definitely right, so, possible. But if he's having an epic day, like, oh, man, that guy's playing like 80%, then the Giants aren't going to win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm, so I hope he what, – what does uh, Mr. Host think of this?
0: What do I think of this? Listen, my in my opinion – When I look at how the Eagles are done, like I said, this is all gravy for the Giants. They have no pressure on them in this game at all, period. I want to see, now they took Hertz off the injury report with the shoulder. I'm very curious if the shoulder is indeed still bothering him. If he does get tackled on it, because Hertz likes to run. If you notice Hertz is not running out of the pocket as frequently as he normally does, clearly the shoulder is a problem still, and they don't want him to get hit. I do think the Eagles are going to be too much for them at this point. The Giants have had a great run. They played a really crappy Vikings. What's your last take week? on Sunday games? Sunday games. I'm gonna. I have Cincinnati going into Buffalo and beating the Bengals. Um, I trust Joe Burrow in a yeah. big game on the road in the playoffs. Josh Allen has looked terrible the last. Two might be weeks. right
2: on the Bengals, but you know anybody could beat anybody any given Sunday. Uh, right?
0: Oh, of course, absolutely. Listen, the the Bills are the favorites. They're favorite by four. If I'm not mistaken, by Speedy, they're favorite by four. And if the All Bengals right. would have been in the Bills two weeks ago, they would be the home team in this game. And also, don't forget, Kenny. Let's let's remember this. You don't think the Bills? You don't think the Bengals realize that they're seeing that the Bills are already selling AFC Championship game tickets? All right, for their I do do a
2: countdown tomorrow with the one Stephen.
0: The what?
1: The what? <laughs> Explain that a little further for the listeners, Kenny.
2: (laughs) I do it on AMP with just one of the Stevens, the younger one.
1: Okay. Well, the listeners do not know who your Steven is. I was
2: going to say,
0: let's just don't know who the Stevens are.
2: Okay. I'm just saying, uh, well, maybe the hosts of this show can check it out.
0: (laughs) Okay. I will go check it out. I promise you. I will will check it out. Promise. And then as far as the other game, I think the 49ers are going to be the Cowboys. Uh, uh,
2: 130.
0: One thirty tomorrow. Got it. Wait, we'll check it out. Well, thank you, Kenny, uh, for, 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 for calling in and everything And I'll be live on like Worldwide
2: Sports Radio Network, this network at noon
0: on Sunday. Check it out, everyone. Perfect. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Look at that. We got a new show, Speedy. Mm-hmm. How about that? Did you know what? about that?
1: Yeah, he had a trial run last week.
0: Yeah.
2: Look at that. Yeah. I, I can't you know. hear everything he's saying.
1: Maybe yeah, no, no, no. He he was uh, he was giving you props on the new show.
0: Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying, so thank you for the call. Thank you, like Kenny. I said, so uh, we're gonna we'll end the show quickly with a little bit of the World Baseball Classic, and Speedy's gonna end the show. We have a, 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 a another little tribute um, from Leonard Skinner that's gonna play a song after. Uh, they're not actually going to play the song. But, you know, we have a recording of it. And this is my buzzer beater. So, Speedy, if you want to click the buzzer beater now for it. And that's on the World Baseball Classic. And I was talking to Speedy about this before the, the show went on the air um, and everything like that. And pretty much – and I want Speedy to stay with me until the end because uh, I want to get his thoughts on this quickly. The World Baseball Classic, you notice a lot of teams are losing a lot of players during spring training this year because they're all going to play for their countries or their – heritage in the World Baseball Classic. I mean, we saw now Brandon Nimmo is going to play for Team Italy. I Came out of left field. Mike Piazza is the manager of that team. Please don't injure Brandon Nimmo in that tournament. I beg you. Here's the thing. I think in my eyes, in my opinion, I think younger guys are going to step up for their teams. Will it hinder the chemistry in regards to pitcher-catcher? Uh, situations, yes, it will, especially when you're joining new teams. I think the Mets have like nine guys in the World Baseball Classic, if I'm not mistaken, which is a lot. You're going to see Sangos on Japan, Alonzo, Alonzo McNeil on USA. I think, I don't know, Verlander's there too. Nimmo's on Italy, Escobar's on Venezuela, Lindor's on Puerto Rico. It's just, it's everywhere. So is this going to hinder to – it could – um, it sucks when your team's trying to compete for a championship rather than a team that's crappy and stuff like that, which I'm used to, uh, everything of that nature. But to me, I think it's going to hinder the team all around. Speedy, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, it's a little different than hockey. when We've seen these Olympic breaks in the past, which are actually in season. I think it's a little different with baseball because you're right. It, it, it's something that is going to affect the pitchers and catchers in the spring training timing more than anything else. And how much, the, how much in a larger sample of days that will be for a World Baseball Classic that again hasn't happened in a while because of COVID, I think they had to cut it out the last time because yes, of COVID. Yes, they did. So again, it's a little it's a little different circumstances now. Different players. I'm curious again how it'll that'll be for the young players because that they're the ones that maybe don't have the experience like some of the older players. Have played in world baseball classics before for their countries. Now,
0: I mean, it's an exciting tournament. Yeah. I love it.
1: And again, especially for somebody like Brandon Nimmo, like you were saying, playing for Italy. I don't know if Italy was in the last one, too. Like, they're not known as a baseball country as it is. Like, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, all those countries. They're, they're going to be, I in mean, the they next got time. Nimmo,
0: they got Mancini on this team. They okay. got some pretty good guys. Yeah, they got, on some, they got
1: some talent. Piazza's
0: but you, got some things to work with.
1: <laughs> right. So, it's a country that is on the rise that, again, is it, is it known for that? So that'll be an adjustment process. I, again, I think all Mets fans are going to be rooting for Mike Piazza to be able to succeed with that team and be able to grow the team, especially with Nimo on it too, like you were saying. But, yeah, it'll, I think it'll be interesting more for the younger players than it would be for the, the veterans that are more used to that kind of thing and how they'll adjust. But I, it's a lot of time. I, in baseball, it's always, yeah, the, every game will still matter to an extent, but it's still early in the earlier part of the season where I don't know if it'll hurt them as badly as something like hockey where they have the Olympic breaks and then – players are very rusty because they're tired coming back right away and then they have to go play NHL games. I think it's a little different of scenario there. So I think it's more the younger players more than anything else.
0: All right. Perfect. Well, Speedy, thank you so much for tuning in for for joining me this week. Again, we're going to see how the picks go. We have one game different and that is the Bengals bills game. So if I could tie Speedy this week going into the championship round, that would be fantastic. Please, again, if you can donate to support the Pew family at gives and, Go.com slash Uh, That is for Jay Briscoe's family and everything that's been going on. I'm obviously, Jay Briscoe, understandable, you know, just, you know, horrifically passing away um, on Tuesday night and everything of that nature. Very tragic. Again, listen to us and other programs as well on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're on worldwidesportsradio.com. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type of worldwide Sports. I picked the Bengals snug. That would be me. Um, Everything that nature. Joe Cool, baby. Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. So all that and so much more. We'll be with you next Friday. Hopefully I won't sound as nasally and congested as I do today. I'm still recovering from COVID. So that's uh, fun and exciting. But like I said, me and the entire family are doing well. Don't forget to check out all the other shows this week, like the Weekend Crunch, uh, sports mounts, wise guys. Uh, you can listen to uh, Kenny's show on Sunday as well. What time was it at Speedy?
1: Uh, 12 o'clock Sunday. 12,
0: 12 o'clock Sunday. So right before kickoff, you can listen to Kenny's show. All that you can listen to The Herd, The Bills show, which they'll have reaction on Monday after the bills uh, bengals afc Divisional game. And, of course, Weapons Hot and so much more. So usually, like I said, we end with our thing uh, at the end. Uh, Speedy's going to play a little it's – a, it's a tribute to uh, the Briscoe Brothers, one of their other themes called Give Me Back My Bullets from Leonard Skinner. So we're going to end the show with that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again. Thoughts, prayers, condolences. Please go out to Jay Briscoe's family's wife, Ashley's daughters, who are in very critical condition to Mark and to everybody like that all around. Please, uh, Please support it as well. Givensgo.com slash love Greatly appreciated. Anything would help that family. Thank you so much, Speedy. Have a great weekend. You too. Good luck to the, good luck to the Giants mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Enjoy it. Listen, just enjoy the ride, man. Oh, I Have am. Have fun with it, and that's it. Well, they don't lose. You yeah. got this sport. You should be very happy. I am. Where they are. You know, with the, you know what I'm saying? So, let's do it. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to Game On here on the Worldwide Sports Red Network. Hit it speedy. Have a good night, everybody. Listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network.